Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Under the Radar with me, Sean Hughes. Special guest today, we've got Tony Gardner, actor, Hannah Norris, actor, and uh, we have our professor in. Well, like, we've let the... Um, kind of T-boy write my introduction to the professor, so I'll read you what he says. Hello and welcome to Under the Radio with me, Sean Hughes. Well, autumn is officially here. Days are getting shorter. Nights are getting longer and colder. You can see the energy I'm giving to this. <laughs> Just make the tea, for God's sake. And that's official. So we thought we're all dreaming of booking our next holiday. We thought we'd uh, take the opportunity to invite our resident travel expert, Peter Buffet, to update us on some of our, the worst destinations to help you plan for your next break. Hello, Peter. Hi there. Now, um, um, you travel a lot, Tony. Uh, no, not really. For work? I, I have been very lucky in that I've travelled in the last few years. I've travelled to a few places. Yeah. See, I kind of... so You'd be terrible in a police situation because you said, not really, and I just did a little add-on and you <laughs> yeah, admitted to yeah, it. Yeah, OK, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair cop. What else are you going to ask me? I'm well, I now. don't know. Yeah, it could be... Uh, Get the police on standby. Hannah, you, of course, are from abroad. Yeah. And so is this a travelling thing for you, living in London? I'm a, I've been a bit of a gypsy the past few years. But I was born I in London. I think your earrings look lovely. Yeah, I, actually, I had big hoops yesterday, but I took them out. So, um, yeah, so, but have you, like, this is kind of just for living purposes. This isn't, like, an extended holiday. No, no, I live here now. Why do Australians, one of the, have you been to Australia, Tony? I haven't been to Australia, no. Um, gosh, yeah. It's yeah. great, actually, but the first couple of times, then it's tedious. But um, <laughs> but I find it very odd when you see Australians working in bars in cold London, and you're going, why are you working for minimum wage when you've left a paradise? What is this all about? I think, you know, it is that, that sort of old world returning to where a lot of Australians originally come from for their history. I mean, I love coming here because... I like history, but I'm not, like, going back to the First World War and stuff and just going, I'd love to visit those <laughs> Some people do that, though, don't they? Dungeons yeah, just for the day. Do you have lots of family over here? Do you think they come over to see their family? No, I reckon they come to live here and be away from their families, probably, yeah. for a couple of years. There's that chance to do it before they turn 31. And they come... 31's the... The 31's the cut-off, cut off, okay. yeah, for people who can be here for two years. Oh, like officially with visas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So why not 30? They give you that last year just to make the most of life once you hit the next decade. And what age are you now then? I'm 36. So you're you're safe? I have two passports. The police should definitely get involved in this show. <laughs> Tony's lying about where he's been. Oh, no, I've got two. No, I haven't. I've just got the one. So, but Tony, so you don't... You've got a family, yeah? Yeah. And uh, where do you take them on holiday? Um... Well, all sorts of places. I went to New York last week. Oh, Mister, I don't yeah. travel. Yeah, yeah. Just well, that was half term, wasn't it? Half that was term, to vote yeah, for yeah, Trump. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll go. We'll go everywhere. But then, my, what age my, are the my kids? kids are older, so like, two-year-old. So he's not coming on holiday anymore. Um, not because he doesn't want to. It's because it's a bit more expensive. And I've got an eighteen-year-old and a fifteen-year-old, so it's quite pricey now. But you took the two of them to New York. So we took those two. Yeah, it was my 18th, it was for her eighteenth birthday. Oh, that's brilliant yeah, present. Yeah, I had a good time. 
But she's I still got... not allowed to drink there, is she? And so she turned 18 21, and wasn't yeah. allowed to drink. And I still haven't gone down the pub with her and for, to buy her, for her to buy me a drink. She's got to buy me a drink because we did that for our other eldest. But, yeah. So with an 18-year-old and a 15-year-old with you in New York, what kind of stuff do you get up to then? Um, well, fewer sort of bars and things yeah. than you would do. But yeah, you went to see a show and we went to the museums and art galleries, went to see Book of Mormon. Uh, went to you see, know that's on in London, Tony. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it there. And went to, but then, then it's difficult to find a show that is going to appeal to a sulky. Did you go to see Hamilton? Yeah. Can't get tickets. Well, you can, but they're about two. Should have given me a call. I would have sorted yeah, you out. Right. <laughs> really? No. It's coming here in, in January, isn't it? Yeah. We went, to a, we went to a basketball game as well. So yeah, we've got it all. That sounds good. And uh, have you been to New York, Hannah? Uh, in 2004 for one week, yes. But I would love to go again. Well, you've been there for a whole week. What's, yeah. what's your problem? Don't be greedy. I went, my, my best friend was living there, and I know that I only saw the bits of New York that she liked going to. Which was her apartment? Um, her little apartment, and she was a lesbian at the time, so. She's I went not to anymore, no? No, no. That was, that was in the early 2000s. Was that on trend then? Yeah, yeah. So what? She was a lesbian all her life, and then she just decided, I like cock. Almost, yeah. Or, or one yeah. could say sexual fluidity, sure. Yeah. That's yeah, but that's because you're cleverer than me. <laughs> I'm just getting to the point here. She likes cock. I bet you she didn't go into a bar and go, who has sexual fluidity? She went, I want cock. <laughs> so, and so, Tony, you've done, like, you've been working your arse off for years, get nowhere, and then it came good, didn't it? Yeah, no. <laughs> No, not really, because I don't feel I'm unemployed at the moment, so no, I'm yeah, still, that's still striving. I've done all right, touch wood, and, and I, I've got a TV career, but, um, yeah, but I'm still always worrying as, as soon as I finish a job that I'll probably never work again, which yeah, I'm but in that's, that that's a given, yeah. But, like, that's the thing, like, people probably don't know your name that well, but they'll know your face, because you pop <laughs> yeah, in in lots definitely. of stuff. Tell people yeah. what kind of stuff you've been in. Um, I'm probably best known for a show that they called My Parents Are Aliens. It was a, it was a kid's show that I did for eight years six episodes and so I'm sort of more recognized from that generation and then I went on and did a thing called Fresh Meat which was took that group of kids into university if you like so but I've mainly done you're comedy. the chaperone basically yeah 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 but I've just done comedy until very recently so it's but I've been lucky to be in some longer running comedy shows Lead Balloon I did and Thick of It and things. but the thing where you was like you were never like doing it on stage it was always acting wasn't it I couldn't get arrested for theatre for, literally, not literally, that was silly, doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> I couldn't get seen because I didn't train. I, I started when in Edinburgh doing comedy and uh, I was what, a doctor at that time. Why are you pointing at me all the time? Because I met you there. Okay. Back in the day. You, you could have I, said that rather than just pointing. I was well, going, I what have I done? Yeah. It's like Donald Trump <laughs> there going, pointy. And but, so I wasn't trained, so I couldn't get seen for theatre. Uh, so I went straight into telly. I was very lucky to get straight into telly through comedy and. and um, and eventually I did some theatre about five years ago, did three plays in two years, with Peter Hall, actually. So, and now Lovely. I'm looking for some more. And um, do you find, when you go on a job like that, the fact that you're not trained, that people look down on you a little bit? Um, no, because I've done enough on telly. Yes, some actors do, and certainly the sort of, you could call them old school, they don't necessarily have to be old school, but there's a sort of sense if you haven't trained or haven't done ten years in rep at Frinton that you're, you're not worthy. Um, but no, it was okay. It was a very steep learning curve. Very well, you quickly. use instinct, though, don't you? You agree with that, Hannah? Yeah. yeah. But just I remember. It, uh, just get on with it. I mean, you've done the same thing. You've done. Yeah, I, I did. I remember doing an episode of The Last Detective where, you know, the detective show on ITV, and um, 
<clears throat> and I was talking to one of the actors who was trained, and uh, I was saying to her that um, I don't read the rest of the script that I'm not in mm. because my character wouldn't know any of these things, so I think it's... How do you know your character would know these? Really? Because I read all my lines and I know what I know <laughs> in the story, but if I don't know the rest of the story, I don't think I should know that. Okay. And she went, that's really lazy. And then it really started having a go at me. Uh, yeah. And then we did the next scene and she forgot all the lines. And I said, <laughs> she made me concentrate on your lines. So I got her back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Hannah Morris, you, uh, Norris, you've been doing one show for ages now. I was doing it over a year and a half, yeah. That must be a long time to be doing one show. It was, it was 157 performances by wow. the end of it. And it was quite a dark show. Uh, literally, as well as thematically, yeah. Lots of total blackouts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it was great, but I, I was talking to you, you know, beforehand about how it must be quite hard to just turn off every so often. It's, I'm feel, I definitely feel free of it now. Once I did You're that. You're not doing it ever again. Well, I did that 157th performance at the end of Edinburgh this year, and I, I know that I need at least a year off from it. We kind of own, I own all the equipment, you know, that the, the playwright is my friend. We have an agreement. If we do want to do it again, there is the possibility, but that thing of, it's plunging into total darkness. I kind of move around and pop up in different space, spaces in the room and follow a journey that's quite fragmented and and dark. Um, I literally wanted to just be in the light. I want to do a play that has glitter in it and it's about well, happiness yeah, and the love. Story of the, <laughs> oh, sure, the story of sweet. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I get into that, no problem. <laughs> Can you black up? Uh, uh, no comment. Right, okay, because you, you know, you're not going to get in otherwise. <laughs> and have you got, um, now that you've kind of put that to sleep so much, have you know what you're doing next? I don't. I've got, I'm kind of, feel like I'm fermenting a few ideas. I have never written and I really want to write, but I'm very scared of writing. Oh, just let it flow. Tony, do you write? Um, I have started again, yeah. I wrote my stuff initially in mm. a double act and then I wrote a couple of episodes of My Parents Are Aliens and just recently I've started writing again and it's really good for actors, I find anyway, rather than sit waiting for the phone to ring, I know that I've got, a, I've got something to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it, it's, uh, it's very useful in that respect, I think, as well. And, I, and I, it was, sometimes I used to write, I've only ever written for myself, but... Um, Selfish. I've taken my name off this now, this one, just because I think it's hard. I just want to get it made. I don't really not bother about it. Is it TV or...? Yeah, it's a TV it? thing. Hmm. I mean, I'd like to be seen in for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've not sort of said, this is my vehicle. Yeah. I think it sort of limits you. So have you put it into people now? I'm going to in the next few weeks. If anyone's listening. So, and you've written the whole thing on your own? No, with another actor. Uh, uh, Mark Evans. Uh, he's yeah. He's yeah, he's quite a um, well-experienced so writer. you said, like, you know, because, again, I was... In lots of podcasts, we talk about all the time. You know, I hate the word artist, but, you know, because we're not doing nine to five, mm. and, like, you kind of alluded to it earlier, Tony, about you're waiting for the phone to ring. Yeah. So are you finding it hard with that time where you just feel a bit useless? Yeah, yeah. It's something you get used to, though, isn't it? I mean, you just, you know, you, wait, you, know, you do get used to that sort of uh, uncertainty, not knowing what's happening. I literally don't know what I'm doing. And, it, and it, I, because I've had those periods where sometimes that's gone on for six months then the fear's there that it's going to go on for six months, which I... But do you know. find, like, when you wake up in the morning, you'll get up with a kind of jump on your set and just go, oh, I'll just stay in bed for a bit? No, no, because I've got dogs, and so I'll go and walk them, and, and, and if I've got a bit of writing, voiceovers and things like that. So you're good at motivating yourself? Yeah, pretty Hannah? much. Hannah? Um, I find that I, I still do other jobs, so work in hospitality, 
and because I'm quite competent and could do other jobs well and have different positions of authority, um, I have to not get too dragged into other You're making it sound like roles. it's a, an S&M kind of dungeon. <laughs> I've got various levels of authority. Yeah, yeah, I'm very, very authoritative kind of lady. So um, you, you kind of, if you're kind of, well, I guess for money as well, you just do a job. Yeah, I just have to make sure I don't do too many hours that I get that that doesn't distract me too much from the things I want to be doing. Yeah, like writing or or kind of contacting acting people or getting things. Have you got an happening. agent yet? Yeah, I do. Way. Yeah. Last time I you didn't have <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So, so is that all working out well? That's good. Yeah, we just kind of signed that a couple of weeks ago. So signed? No one signs anything. It's, it's that's. Is that an expression? You haven't actually yeah, signed anything. Yeah, yeah. You kind of it's it's a uh, it's an English arm of an American agency, so they talk about signing, right? Oh, so you back off agent. to New York with the uh, ex Lezer soon, then? <laughs> she's still living there. No, she's in Melbourne. Right, with her mm. husband. Yeah. Right there, you go. So, um, Tony, uh, do you want to tell us something about the thing you're writing or no? Uh, yeah, it's a comedy sort of thriller thing, long form sort of. I think you should maybe get someone else in to pitch it when you're doing it. Oh yeah, uh, well that's because I don't want to pitch it now because I don't want to. I don't want to put a curse. Yeah, on. I know. <laughs> but like that's what I mean. Like I find it. What I find quite disturbing with television, with writing as well, is they expect you to do all the work for nothing, and you go dinner, and they kind of read it for ten minutes and go no. Yeah. And you go, and that's six months of my life I just wasted. Yeah, well, it's good working with someone with a lot of experience like Mark because he thinks that there are ways around that. You can you can you can pitch something in such a way to to say, can you give us some money to write it? Right, we're going down that avenue rather than, like you say, spend six months just. But it is it cause, it and also you're pretty much dealing with six people. When they say the BBC, you're not dealing with the BBC. You're dealing with one person in yeah. the BBC, and I find that. I don't think the word is elitist, but I think it's kind of, it's wrong. Mm. It's also about taste and what people yeah, are interested exactly. in at the moment and what's what people want to watch or what they think people want to watch. And, like, Hannah, you're relatively young, but me and Tony, they'll just look at us and go, I'm saying it. What, in terms of what, performing it or writing Just in it? general, they kind of go, less so with acting, because, you know, there's obviously yeah. character parts. Yeah, I, I, I suppose. But then, you know, comedy is very different. But you're, you're, you come from uh, the same as I do, from from a very much a self-written thing. Yeah. You write stuff for yourself, and uh, yeah, I've always done that. So this is quite new for me, actually, writing something that not necessarily is going to be for me. So. I but you want to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Um, not as a cameo, either. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and so have you been going up for much that you didn't get, or just... The phone hasn't been ringing. Because also, this business is really weird. Like, from November, they go, yeah. Oh, it's all closing down now. Christ yeah. Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. And then it'll be, well, the Easter break's coming up. Yeah, then, then May. Summer, uh, summer summertime <laughs> now. They work time. three months a year. I know, I know. I know. And so you were uh, doing a show abroad, and you picked up an illness. Yes, yeah, I did. Uh, I don't know if I should say it. I'm Why not? Now. Well, just because it's not, not that it's any sort of subject for any sort of litigation. But anyway, yes, I did. I did a show in Guadeloupe uh, for a couple of weeks. Which, which is a is, dip. Yeah, which is uh, death in paradise. And I contracted Zika. Of, of at the time, there was about a hundred cases in the country that come from, our, from into our country from outside. Right. And uh, yeah, I contracted it. But I can't talk too much about it. Why not? <laughs> well. Uh, because uh, no, because it's moving on, not in any t litigious way or anything. They're, they're they're looking into it because there's quite an interesting group of Europeans, like say there's, there's now about two hundred Brits who've who've had Zika, but quite a lot of them, possibly, come from 
the group of people that go out to Guadalupe for six months a year. To film? Mm. To film, yeah. yeah, yeah. So are you saying you can't go into because you're going to sew? No, not at all. No, no, no. I just that I know that they're starting to do through, through me because a friend of mine... <laughs> all right, this is a long story, but a friend of mine... I'm, I'm organising the 30th year anniversary of my year at medical school where I became a doctor. It's 30 years since we qualified. That's a strange thing to kind yeah. of... I'm not going to that party. Yeah, so so, <laughs> so next year we're doing that. So I'm getting lots of letters and, and emails from people saying, yes, I'll be there. And these people I've not heard from for 30 years. So you're not great at keeping in touch? No, no. There's about 100 of 120 of us. And this girl wrote to me and said, I'll be there. Great. She was in my year. She's great. And by the way, were you in the Caribbean two weeks ago? I thought, strange. Well, actually, I knew. I sort of guessed straight away. And I said, yes. And I got Zika. She goes, yes, I know. I said, well, she says, it's my virus. I, I'm, I'm, I head the country's department for communicable diseases like Ebola or, or, or Zika coming into the country. And as a consequence, she's now doing, she, and she saw my name on, she'd done my blood test. The blood was sent off from where I live to wherever it is in Gloucestershire. And as a consequence, she's now doing, hopefully, going to do a study of the, the cast and crew of Death in Paradise because quite a few of them, not well, some of them, may, may or may not get So it's a, it's a mosquito bite, yeah? Yeah, it's a mosquito bite. So I was bitten by someone, by, by a mosquito. <laughs> by someone. someone. <laughs> that would give you it as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by a mosquito that had bitten someone with Zika. And it's just endemic all in the, the Caribbean. And can you pinpoint when it happened? Uh, no, no. But in retrospect, I probably should have been a bit more fierce with the anti-mosquito repellent and things. But you think it was outdoors then? Because I thought certain mosquitoes only attack at night, don't they? Yeah, well, I was sat out on the balcony, wasn't I, having a few beers. <laughs> I got bitten quite a few times. Everyone got bitten. But, but so how does a... Because um, I've been to Africa and stuff, and they do, you know, scare the shit out of you by telling you what you might get. Yeah. It's but, not... It's not it, it, it is a tricky illness. It is a tricky illness. But how does it manifest itself? I got a rash. So as soon as I got the rash, I knew I had it. So about a couple of hours before I flew out, I got a rash. And then for a week, I wasn't particularly well, well with joint pain and swelling and a uh, bit of sort of photo fear of, you know, didn't like the light and, and, and uh, uh, just felt pretty rough, actually, for about a week. But it's, no, it's not a problem for me because I'm not, I've finished my family. And it's a problem for... Uh, That's people. a television programme, by the way. He didn't kill <laughs> his <laughs> family. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, very good. I'm there. Uh, but it's so it's it's quite dangerous for people getting pregnant or yeah. men or men starting families. But you've had your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's less of an issue for me. But so that's why it can be quite serious in in people of um, who are about to have families. But and is it easy to pass on? Uh, it's no, it's not. Though it's present, it is sexually. All right, we'll continue the podcast, and that's fine. It is. It is sexually <laughs> transmitted. Yeah, yeah, because it's present. In yeah, we can continue we can the podcast. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's fine. I fancy you, Tony, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be homosexual when I was living in New York, oh, yeah. but um, I just sexual fluid became, got the better of you. Became straight. Yeah. It's like because you are a doctor, do you start diagnosing yourself before you before you knew it was Zika? Yeah, but you start going, that, oh, what's the rash? Yeah, da, 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 da. Only in the, no, because I knew what was around and, and only in the way that anyone's capable of it now. I was, I was a doctor and that's before the age of the internet. God knows how GPs survive now because most patients who come in must know far more about what they've got than you do as a GP. Yeah, but, but I knew... I, yeah. never, I never look at the internet because it scares the pants yeah. off you. It yeah. becomes worst-case scenario, doesn't yeah. it? Always. But you would have done if you'd have developed this massive rash like... it was. I've got psoriasis, Tony. Don't talk to me about rashes. Yeah, it's different from your psoriasis. It would be... a. Uh, 
you, you would have been able to look it up and see straight it's away. Layer. So initially when that was all happening, did you kind of go, oh, I think this could be Zika, or were you just going... Oh, straight away I thought it was Zika, yeah. And so how did they cure it then? No, you don't, you just... You just. You, just... you have it now? No, no, it's in my semen for about six months. <laughs> Let's have a look. <laughs> <laughs> and what, after six months it goes? So they say, yeah, so don't, don't have a family for six... Don't start a family for six months and women eight weeks after you've had the, contracted the illness. But anyway, part, part of the study that my friend's going to do is going to be, hopefully going to do, is, is, is talking about this and the symptoms and how long they love. It's an ongoing thing. It's a very new-ish disease. Yeah, but it's one that's probably not going to go kind of viral, so to speak, you know. Well, they'll have a, they'll be able to immunise against it before too long. Do you think it's worth doing that, though? Yeah, because of the birth defects and... and uh, the yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, the numbers will be very small, always. Here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised, because when we spoke about it, I thought it was just Brazil, but you've, you said, like, it's throughout the Caribbean and... Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's all it's kind of in... Yeah. It's in America and, and, and now it wouldn't, as well. it wouldn't, it wouldn't... I don't think it would, it would, it would... Uh, become an issue over here because we don't have the mosquitoes that... that but um, isn't it talk that the they're starting to travel there. now as well? Is it what? The mosquitoes are starting to travel over this part of the world. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. I know that there is a breed of mosquito in Washington that they found that is capable of transferring it, but so far haven't there haven't been any cases because of that. Because I've got a pond in my garden and all but sorts of But I don't think insects. they're the same type of mosquitoes, Well, they love my blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they just come straight for me and I, I'm one of those that kind of like I've become lumpy, rather than going, oh, that was a little scratch. So they obviously love your blood as well. Yeah. No, 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 I think, I I don't know, I don't know about that. I've always thought, I don't know, but most, some people go away on holiday and get hundreds and hundreds of bites, don't they? And some people don't Mm. get any. And that always seems a bit strange to me. I just think that people react to it differently. So the people who haven't got any actually aren't getting bitten. But are getting bitten, but not not reacting to it. Did you get all the kind of, uh, like, yellow fever and all that, all the kind of jabs before you went to do uh, Death I didn't and Paradise? I need it for Guadalupe. Usually I would. And uh, so when I went... To, it depends where you go. But you, you don't need yellow fever. You didn't need anything for there. I did check. <laughs> that must annoy you, Hannah, where people who are re- really ignorant about Australia go, oh, yeah, all those insects and all that. It's bullshit. It's yeah, it's a, it's, pe- it's a thing people are scared of, but in the cities, you know, you don't... Yeah. In Sydney, you get more the creepy spiders, the black widows, I think. Melbourne, you get some of the redbacks, but the most peop- people who get bitten by redbacks, it's mostly on their balls, because the, the spiders, yeah, you know, are under the toilet seats. But my not son, not so son, much in Melbourne son. or the city. Thanks for that. <laughs> my, my eldest son, he won't go. He said literally, he he's, he's, he's phobia of spiders. He wouldn't go to Australia for that reason. Just, That's what I mean. It's just yeah. nonsense. There was a, there was a thing on the internet the other day, which I couldn't even show him, but even describing it to him, it, it did set him up off. It was it was a spider in Australia. Carrying a mouse up a wall. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. So your your oldest is twenty two. Yeah. And what's he doing for himself? Um, he's at home. Just started looking for a job. He's just uh, he's just finished his masters at Cambridge, and he's looking for a job now. And what does he want to do? Don't know. Do you want to give him a call? <laughs> um, I do know. Yeah, he's looking to work in an advert in the advertising industry at the moment. So what part industry. of the course did he lose his soul at? Yeah, I knew you were going to say it. That's why, that's why I said I don't know. Because I knew as soon as I mentioned advertising, you'd come in with some witty retort and, uh, and I would have nowhere to go and I'd feel bad about saying advertising, no, but that's, which is what has happened. But that is an odd thing. Like, you know, he you know, does his master's in Cambridge and then that's what he wants to do. You can understand maybe that's where he'd end up rather than him going, that's well, what I want to do. There? 
No, I think he's quite creative. I think he's, uh, I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to big him up here. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. wondering why he'd want to do that. You'd have to ask him. You're not that close, huh? Yeah, very close. <laughs> no, we are very close. I just don't, uh, you know, he's, 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 I think it's quite a good profession for him to, to go into. I, you know, because of what I did, I'm very, very firmly of the opinion that your first job shouldn't necessarily, shouldn't be your last job. I mean, it very rarely is. So this idea of going into a job yes, and I bet you're going to stay in advertising with life it shouldn't be like this is where you start and then you'll go and do something else like so did you finish your you finish your medical course and everything yeah and then what you never became a doctor though yeah but I, 13 years on and off oh, I didn't know that yeah, I became a GP and so, so I, I did both I did acting and, and general practice for a bit but so what was the big jump off for you then there wasn't a big jump off it just that it just gradually acting I did more acting and less medicine so you're doing the two at the same time? Yeah, so I'd do locums in between TV jobs and things. But um, I just sort of thought, well, I, you know, I wasn't doing enough general practice. I thought, I'll stop it now. And what enabled me to stop it was the fact that my wife's a doctor, so we had that. And she's still practising? Yeah, yeah, she's an anaesthetist. But what, you say, what, you weren't busy enough? What, the GP wasn't...? No, I was, I was busy in acting. Right. I started doing My Parents Are Aliens, and I was still doing GP locums, but... Mm. Um, I just didn't feel I, I was getting a bit rusty and I just thought I'll knock it on the head and see what happens and that was in 2000 I haven't done it since I won't do it now but but you don't think like um, at least being a doctor you're actually doing something brilliant for society do you not miss that kind of part of it but then you're implying that you're not doing anything brilliant for society by being an actor aren't you? No, you could be doing something brilliant as an actor but not for society well that's, I don't that's think anyone's going I'm having a heart attack but that aliens kids programs on so yeah. everything's all right. Well, that's another. That, that is an argument that some people. I'm not saying it's exactly the same. No, no. What do you mean? I do I miss it or do I regret it or? No, neither of them. Just. Um... I suppose sometimes I think that. Yeah, but. I, 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 but the I, thing I is, but I don't. De- that doesn't mean I devalue what I of do. Of course, I love what I do. But you I, could, if you wanted, start practicing again, couldn't you? I'd have to retrain. What for? Not for four years. No, no, probably a week. Yeah, a couple of weeks. Because no, nowadays, about I don't know. There's no. It would probably be a couple of years. I when you go to the GP now, they just you say what's wrong, and then they just look it up on the internet and go, "Yeah, here's some aspirin." Yeah, is like, that what they do? Well, then. Well, GPs don't ever cure you. What they mainly do is send you for blood tests. Well, it's the speciality of early diagnosis. They can cure you. <laughs> what are you talking about? Hannah, did, did you go to university? I didn't. I did one year, but I was going to say... Get out! <laughs> the the play that I was doing for the last 18 months, my director slash writer, he'd also trained in medicine. Okay. And he finished, he did the four years. He didn't become a doctor, but he left and decided to study acting and become oh, a playwright. Tax money paid for four years of training. And if he you gave us nothing back. Yeah, yeah, you're Australian. Tax money. nothing back. It's <laughs> giving you and, art. So you just quit school and then what? Um, I wanted to go to acting school when I finished high school, so I kind of did a year of university in between going to a full-time drama school. So a year in university? Yeah. Studying what? I did creative arts. Good. Mm. I did the, at school I did the International Baccalaureate where you have to do, you have to do maths, you have to do science. Baccalaureate? Mm-hmm. I like, that sounds like a great song. Ooh, baccalaureate. So you did that. Yeah. So I had to do maths. I did maths and Japanese and biology and um, history and English and drama for my year 12. But I kind of got very disinterested in anything except drama by the end of school. Can you speak Japanese? Chotto. 
that means a little bit. That's like the ad before Fraser. That's what they say, isn't it? They're doing that yogurt ad. Choco. Yeah, maybe. So is that you? Is that one of the jobs you did? No. Voice of work? No, I'm not sure if it's on my special skills. And so you kind of, uh, so then you did acting yeah. uh, school for how many years? Three years. Right. Yeah. And then straight straight away started working? Well, in my third year of drama school, I was in an opera. And then after that, yeah, just started working. Can you sing opera? I I used to sing a lot, and I don't really much anymore. It was Thank a Benjamin Britten. God, for that's Britten. tedious, isn't it? Was it was Benjamin Britten, so it was a strange... Yeah, all you know, opera strange. Strange leaps and songs, but... Yeah, so I did that, and then mainly theatre since then. And because, weirdly, um, a lot of the uh, people who are doing extremely well in America now are Australian. Yeah, yeah. There, were, it, there was a real kind of hunger for it. A lot of those Aussie guys who are a bit rough around the edges and went in with a bit of swagger. But then apparently a whole load of more Aussie boys went over with that same vibe and they were a bit over they went it. They weren't seeing it. Yeah, so finding new ways. But, I, yeah, I know lots of people who are in L.A., so you were saying your agent has got an American branch as well. Yeah. So is that a thing you might... It's an, I've never really been drawn to it. Oh, the idea of Hollywood has always intimidated me rather than being like, ooh, I want to go to the bright lights and But New York star. stage, Tony, do you fancy America? Um, yeah, I, I, I've got an American manager and I do the whole pilot season where you put stuff on tape and things like that and she says, you know, you know that if you got a series you'd have to... Move Ten years, yeah. You're just like... Well, then we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. You, you, you'd be nuts not to. One, it's not going to happen. And two, if it happened, you know, my wife could give up work probably. And you know, with the amount, the difference in money that actors get paid over there, than what they get paid. But here. culturally, do you fancy you'd do no, all right? You wouldn't have to, would you? Culturally, you wouldn't live over there for anything longer than six months a year, I suppose. That's half a year, Tony. Yeah, I know, but it's not going to go on anyway. And then, and I, I, how are you going to go for your runs in Richmond what would Park? Happen is if I got a series and I really didn't want to do it, I'd just act really bad so that they wouldn't put me in the rest of the series. So I'm out. It's fine. Well, I've but seen a lot of that. I think that wouldn't. <laughs> don't think that'll get you out of it. <laughs> and so, would you go for pilot season, Hannah? Um, well, these days you can just do it via self tapes yeah, yeah. and things. So it's, it's. I have again haven't really thought about it. I might one day, but again, you can do it just self taping from where you live. There's sort of again a saturation of people going there, going. I'm going to be, I'm going to do pilot season. I'm going to get in a show that so many people go. There's not enough chance to meet everybody, and no. it's not doesn't work in the same way that it used to. So you can just film in your own bedroom. I've never got a job. I do. Have you ever got a job from uh, from self tape? No, not got close. You know. Oh, yeah. oh, How do you know you got close? Because they told me, and then the series, the thing didn't happen. It was a series. But they said. You got that's kind of patronising, as it going? You were close, yeah. But no cigar makes you, <laughs> makes you able to get up the next day, right? And so, are you gonna like? So, at the moment, both ears are kind of pretty much unemployed. Yeah, uh, very much unemployed. So, no, that's, actually, no, that's it. Yeah. That's it till after Christmas now, isn't it? <laughs> Work-wise, oh, no work's gonna. Me. That's what's worrying me. Literally, I had the same conversation a couple of days ago because you know what they're going to start saying now is that yeah. they're, 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 you know, it's Christmas time. But there's a few things coming up that are going to start in February. And what, Hannah, what's your day then when you're not doing anything? Um, I'll get up. <laughs> That's uh, good of you. It's a good start. Um, shower. At the moment, Tony November. Tony doesn't shower. Oh, sugar, I don't shower. <laughs> That's how the doctors do that. kind of well, made I'm him leave. Right. This is great. I'm writing this down. 
At the moment this month, I'm trying to cut out distractions from my life. So quite often, actually, when I wake up, I would look at my phone and I straight away look at Facebook and I just see what 1,500 other people I know are doing in their days. Looking at Facebook, yeah, probably. Yeah, just looking at that. So I'm trying not to do that at the moment and be more creative. So uh, I'm going and sitting in the front room at the moment, our housemates away at a Zen monastery. And so I'm sitting in there, open the windows and trying to think about what I might want to write, which involves Nothing. more looking out the windows, going, I've got lots of ideas. I don't know what's interesting. What do I care about? What do I want to do? That's my, that's my days at the moment. And then eat some food. So pretty much what I'm saying to people at home is um, don't bother becoming an actor or a comic and stuff because you see how tedious our lives are. Yeah, but you should get actors in who are employed. They'll be complete, or even then, us. In about they'd be busy. Time. If we've got a job, exactly. But if you've got actors in, you should deliberately choose us two because we haven't got any jobs at the moment. No, I wanted to do an actor special. Uh, and yeah, bloody special. You've put people right job. off that. <laughs> Tony, just look, hopefully on the way home today, yeah. someone will collapse and you'll save their lives. Yeah. Oh, right, OK. I've forgotten all that. Yeah. I could barely do that when I was qualified. And we should all go on holiday together. Now, we're going to finish the programme and we haven't talked to our travel expert, Peter Buffet. Now, Peter, what's your travel tips for people who want to go away? Well, these are the places to really avoid, in a way, because, um, well, um, the feedback is that uh, Dubai is uh, soulless and artificial. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming in. Really appreciate that. <laughs> You've been listening to uh, Hannah Norris and Tony Gardner. Thank you so much for coming in. I hope you all get work soon. I'm Sean Hughes. You've been listening to Under the Radar. Uh, got to see live comedy is uh, our mantra. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.